Wedding photography is one of the most challenging things you will ever do, but it doesn't matter what happens that day. You have to find a way to get the shot, even if it's raining. But on those special occasions, everything just clicks. The clouds part, the sun shines through, and you end up with a shot like Stormy Kiss by my friend Troy Miller. Find out more on this episode of Behind the Shot. Hello, welcome to Behind the Shot, where we try and get inside the mind of great photographers by taking a closer look at their shots from conception to implementation and full execution and all those little weird problems that happen in between that we all know about. I'm Steve Brazel, and today's guest is one of the best wedding photographers I've ever seen. Uh, Award-winning wedding photographer, great guy. It's Troy Miller. Troy, how you doing today, man? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Steve? I'm doing pretty good. You're from where? Corona, California. Born and raised, or are you just living there now? I was born and raised in Fort Wayne, Indiana. That's oh, you're a Midwesterner. Yeah, yeah. That explains so much, man. <laughs> it explains so much. Hey, and you decided to cut, you know, if I'd known you were going to wear the same hairdo I was going to wear, I would have, you know, dressed differently. I almost wore a beanie, but it was a little too warm in here. <laughs> I have one if you need it. It's right here, man. Here. <laughs> oh, I feel terrible. I don't have one that close. We guys that are follically challenged have to stick together. Hey, so a couple things about, about Troy. Uh, Troy's an award-winning wedding photographer, also does some commercial photography, right? Yep. Okay. And you have been in business for how long shooting? Uh, going on 23, 24 years. As primarily, though, a wedding shooter? Yes. Yep. Full-time wedding photographer with my wife. Okay. So it's just the two of you? Yep. And you, you work all around Southern California? Um, we do. We're, we're very centralized in Corona, um, but we do a lot of stuff in Redlands, San Diego, LA, wherever we need to go. And you are a Nikon shooter. I am. Okay. And you shoot what bodies? I've got uh, the D4 and the D4S. But you're I also, because you and I have talked before this, you're also a fan of the new Sonys that are out. Yes. I'm a big fan of the new Sonys, the mirrorless A7 series. But along with doing your wedding shooting, and you shoot hundreds of thousands of images a year on that, you're also just a passionate photographer, and you shoot a lot of infrared, too. I do. Yeah, I'm, I'm a photographer all the time. So our vacations are surrounded by photography. I mean, everything we do. So it's photography all the time in the household. So when you're not shooting a wedding or something like that, uh, you're also an educator. So you do um, seminars and stuff on what, Lightroom, what else? Uh, wedding, posing and lighting, business aspects, um, the wedding industry and photography as a, as a whole is very challenging for a lot of people. So um, I'm involved in a lot of that. And you also do some stuff uh, uh, instructing on photo mechanic, right? Um, I share photo mechanic. Yeah, I love that program. So that's always part of my presentations. You also do some judging, I understand, for image competitions, primarily in you know, California with uh, professional photographers of California or their local affiliates, right? Correct. PPA Master Photographer, PPA Professional Photographers of America. Yes. And then I'm sitting here, I'm looking at your, your litany of, of uh, awards. PPA 2014 Second Place Grand Imaging Award in Wedding. PPA image competition gold medalist. One of your images was actually chosen to represent the U.S. in the PPA World uh, Photographic Cup. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, that was really cool. That was a big surprise. That was really neat. 
suffice it to say that you are heavily involved in both education and furthering uh, uh, the industry of photography. Correct. Yeah. And I think it's really important to give back and get involved at every level, no matter where you are as a photographer, <clears throat> the industry needs us. They, they need you. They need people to get involved and help train up and coming photographers so that they have an understanding of what they're getting into. So many are disillusioned. They think it's really easy and they undervalue their work. And so by being a photographer full time, I also want to give back and help them to build their business correctly. When you first sent me this shot, um, and I'm going to tell you this before I actually show the shot. When you first sent me this shot, the first thought that hit me was this is a fairy tale wedding. This is like something out of The Princess Bride, or I don't know if you've seen the movie The Princess Bride, but yeah. if, you, if you haven't, you've got to see the movie The Princess Bride. Uh, but this reminded me of something from, from coloring and lighting out of a fairy tale. When you did this shot, first of all, let, let's start at the beginning. Who, who are the subjects of this picture? Uh, their names are Tim and Karen. And they are just wonderful people. There were so much fun on that day. We had a very challenging day. You shot this with what? Um, a Nikon D3S. Lens? The lens was a 24 to 70, and this is at 400th of a second. And I believe it was 34 millimeters. F3.2 is pretty wide open, but you're wide. Yep. Um, ISO 1250 at that 1 400th of a second. You've got so much going on in this shot. First of all, the railing does this perfect rule of thirds leading lines, going from the lower rule of third on the right to the top rule of third on the left. They're on a rule of third. Composition-wise, this is laid out beautifully. Their heads aren't intersected by anything. I mean, this is really nicely laid out. Is this the image that you had in your head when you went out to do it? It was, yeah. We had... A fraction of a second to do this and this is this was all muscle memory really for me this was I saw it happening run out put them there and I shot it and we were happy and surprised at the same time that we got what we got why why do you say you only had a fraction of a second I mean I I used to DJ weddings and photographers take the bride and groom for an hour and a half I mean why only a couple seconds this was almost immediately following their ceremony. Their day, there was a torrential downpour. It was 32 degrees most of the day. It was, the rain was coming in at like a 30 degree angle into the reception area. I mean, it was, it was brutal. It was rough. And um, right at that moment when the sun cleared the clouds, I mean, that, that sky is the way that it was. Um, I'm like, we got to go right now. And we jumped off the, the, the podium, which was their, their ceremony stage, which was directly right behind Karen there. And we ran over to that railing and we took a couple shots and uh, it started raining within probably five minutes of, of finishing this. I mean, that's how the day went. It's, it's got such interesting lighting from a color point of view, from just a a shading point of view. I'm, I'm looking at the front of this bride and groom. Did you use any, you know, artificial light? No, no, there's, there is a bit of post-processing in this where in Lightroom, I brought the shadows up and sharpened them, but that's, that's all that was there. That's the way that the shot was taken. The sky was that way. I cleaned up the foreground and uh, the railing a little bit, but that's it. The sky was that way? 
Yeah, it was in, it was it was ridiculously cool. I had uh, I used an iPhone app to track the weather that day, and it told me that the weather was going to be clear in about five minutes. And I watched that sun, and it peaked right through that hole. So all right. I'm so like, then I got to hit this one. Then you said that <laughs> I find this fascinating. This this is photographers are kind of all geeks, aren't we? You used an <laughs> iPhone app to track the weather. I did. Yeah, that day I used an app called RainAware. And I still use it today. Um, and it literally gives you times when the weather will clear and when the rain's going to start. And we actually uh, help them decide when to start their ceremony based on when the weather was going to clear. And we held off for a little bit and started on time. And the weather was clear for a little while, just like the app said. And we kept watching that skyline. And as soon as we saw that the the app was was lining up with what we saw in the sky. We were good to go. So I live by my apps. <laughs> you're, you're telling me the app is actually accurate. Yeah, it was very accurate. Yeah, I may have to get that app. That's kind of fascinating. Have you tried it anywhere, you know, abroad or anything like that to see how accurate it is over a wider area? Um, I actually just used it in San Diego. We had a wedding in there and it was raining and they were going to move the ceremony undercover and the bride was the bride and groom really wanted to be outside and i looked at the app and I, I verified it with some other radar apps and it said you know the rain will lighten in five minutes and i said i think we should wait five minutes and we did and they started the ceremony the ceremony got started and you know the rain came in just like it said it would lightly but we we shot it outside in the rain it, it went great and they were super happy that they did so I'm curious because as I'm looking at this shot, you made the comment that that's how the sky was, that it was incredibly cool. Um, this sky, part of the reason I find this fairy tale like is the sky is so blue, but then you've got that nice warm sunshine shining on the rolling hills. And that was pretty close to what you saw. It was. Now, you know, keeping in mind that I have a lot of exposure latitude in, in camera, so that made it easier for me to capture that. There is a haze in front of the sun. So it's not like it's perfectly clear, blinding sky. Um, so all the elements came together. I mean, I've been shooting for almost 25 years and it's rare to get all those elements to fall together, but when they do, you've got to be ready to shoot. And this was one of those times where everything just came together for us. And I had a beautiful willing couple to step out there and perform for me. Where, where is this location? This is a location called Star Ranch. They are no longer doing weddings up there, unfortunately. It was one of my favorite places in the world to shoot. Um, and it's, if you know the Corona area, it's up in the hills on the south side of the 91 freeway. And uh, it's just an absolutely fantastic view. But when you're in a storm, being up on top of the hill in the cold, windy rain, it, it was a bit challenging, but it made it all the more fun for them. I, I love the fact that if you look really close at this shot, you can see that the ground is still wet. Um, which gives, it's, it's not a reflection reflection, but it, it gives that texture to it. There's such richness. Does that make sense? What I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Um, and then also their shoes. I yeah. showed this shot to my wife and the first thing she went to was they're wearing shoes that are colored and it's awesome. Yeah. And they match and they match, which they even match the scene. I mean, it was you could not have planned this shot any better. Now, when you shoot a shot like this, aside from rain, let, let's say that you're going to shoot this same shot 
assuming you had a location like this to shoot at. Um, you're shooting the same shot and it's not raining and you're not having to use the app. When you walk up to this as a photographer of so many years, what goes through your head to figure out positioning, angle, um, what aperture you're going to use, why you chose to go, you know, four hundredth of a second, three to twelve fifty, um, what lens you're going to pick as, you know, I, I know wedding photographers who would have shot this at 24. I know wedding photographers who would have shot this with the, you know, uh, uh, you know, popular 85. Um, and I know wedding photographers that would have backed up and tried to get lens compression using a telephoto on something like this. And I know some who would have shot all of that. So in what you do for a living capturing shots like this, when you walk up to a scene and haven't seen this scene before, how do you assemble this shot in your head? Well, that's a, <laughs> that's a challenging question. Um, oftentimes, I, I already see the image in my head and I'm very reactive to my environment. It's not like I have this pose in my mind that I'm looking for a place for. I oftentimes will look at a scene and it just almost speaks to me. I, I, the, the way that the scene is laid out, the leading lines of the, of the fence. Um, and I look at it and go, man, it would be so cool if there was a person right there. And that's, that's where I put them. So there's no real system. It's just visually I see it that way. So in this instance or anytime that I see a fence line like that, I'm, I'm photographing people. I want my couple close to me. I want to show them off. I like the skyline. I'm looking for lines, leading lines. And a lot of that just comes from, I think, uh, muscle memory. You know, you've done it for so long. You look at a scene and you're like, oh, this is going to work. I need the 24 or I need the, the fisheye or whatever. Most of your shots, you said, I see it in my head. Most of your shots in one way or another are somewhat pre-visualized. Yes, pre-visualizing is, is extremely important to me and I, and, I, and I see it that way. What I don't do is I don't have like a, a, a technical or methodical checklist that says, okay, there's a leading line here. This image is this wide. There's my horizon line. So much of it is just reactive to the environment and I can only attribute that to shooting hundreds of thousands of images. I mean, any photographer who shot a lot, you know, I, I, you, you know, we did, we did some concert photography together and I was completely uh, frustrated because I couldn't get what I had in my head because I had never shot that before. And it drove me nuts. I, I saw something online the other day where, where a well-known fine art photographer made the comment, well, concert photographers just push a button. It's not like, it's not like they're really doing photography. <laughs> and I immediately, <laughs> I immediately thought of you in a photo pit at a concert, uh, looking at your Nikon expensive D4 with your talent and still frustrated. And it was, it was warming my heart at the time. <laughs> so I love the shot. I appreciate your sharing it with us. Thank you. Uh, if people want to see, more of the work of Troy Miller, uh, where can they go? Imageryconcepts.com is a good place to start. Um, my Instagram, which is spicy jello, I believe. And uh, my Twitter, I, I, did I get that backwards? Well, you have Instagram as spicy jello, which yeah, I, someday you've jello. got to explain why spicy jello, but I dig it. Uh, Instagram spicy jello is your personal one, right? Yes, that's right. And then imagery concepts would be my business one. And then for Twitter, you just have a personal one, which is Jonesinator. 
Jonesinator, J O N Z. Right. I N A T O R. Correct. You yep. guys are on Facebook too, right? Facebook.com slash imagery concepts. Imagery concepts. Yeah. Bunch of places they can find you. Troy, I really appreciate your joining me today talking about your shot. I love the shot and hopefully we'll uh, get you on another time. Absolutely. Thank you, buddy. Hey, I appreciate it very, very much. And thank you to everybody for joining us for uh, Behind the Shot. I'm Steve Brazel, Troy Miller, our guest today. Join us next time when once again, we try and get inside the mind of a great photographer by looking behind the shot.